HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the show Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible. Starring your hosts, me, Brent and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine, and dough. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, banquet. Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of Life's a Banquet podcast, the show that's edible, spreadable, and pourable about the highs and lows and the woes and, <laughs> and the bows and the ant blows and the snows. It's Life's a Banquet. He's Breton. I'm Zara. Together, we are superpower. That's right. Two former cooks and chefs. Wait, former? We still are. Yeah. Whoa, we I love- just made Spanakopita. And I just made a plum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to the welcome to episode 14 oh, of shoot. the Plumcast. I forgot. Friends. Plums are going strong, but I decided that I wasn't going to turn on the oven. Although I have a very magical thing that happened. The gods of food and beverage. Tell us. Well, you know how I was looking for a... a, a what they call that a countertop convection oven right i bet many of you have those right oh yeah that's a that's a very useful tool i was walking by there's a new restaurant opening up in fort green in the heart of brooklyn and uh across from the annex cafe which is right near my apartment oh yeah yeah. and the guys were putting out their convection oven that they had a little stovetop on it wasn't expensive it was like a black and decker yeah but i thought they were like hey do you want this it was used like once what they gave to you it was brand new are you kidding me? No, so I, everything just falls in your lap. Falls in my lap. So I, I turned it on and it works and it's clean and it didn't smell. I was like, and then on the way home, I thought, I wonder if they cooked a dead, like a dead rat in here. Really? And why? Then, why would have they? Why, just to spite you? Because I've been watching ah, too many horror movies. That like, guy. Let's give him the rat yeah, oven yeah. that we've been ah, ra- baking like, rats in. <laughs> cut off, cut off <laughs> rat ankles. <laughs> well, probably not. I think it's probably. I would say at the most, a rat has probably run through it, mm-hmm. but probably not been cooked. Well, it was in it. inside, and they were bringing it out, so I thought it was very safe. It smelled yeah. like peaches. Just kidding, it didn't smell like peaches. Maybe but they in made my head. a plum kuchen. In. Yeah, it smelled like a plum kuchen. It, it was good exactly to go. Exactly like a plum, fresh baked plum kuchen. Well, well there cool. was a lot that went on this week. It was a very big week. In it our was lives. a very big week for Brad and Scott and Zombie family times. Oh. 
What happened? Well, nothing. I didn't. Food was. I didn't turn the damn oven on. I did yesterday because it wasn't hot yesterday. I knew today it would be. So mm-hmm. I baked off a ton of Spanakopita. I have a couple people in my life right now. One of them, our sound editor, Chrissy, who uh, sprained her ankle. Mm-hmm. Who needs Spanakopita? Another That's right. is a friend going through a, a tough time. And say it with Spanakopita. Yes. That's what my family motto <laughs> say is. Say it with Spanakopita. Uh, yeah, I love Spanakopita. Oh, Zara. Well, you had we had that wonderful beach. Uh, we had a beach day. A full on um, lobster. What do they call that? A lobster bake? A lobster boil. I a mean, lobster we boil. steamed we them. We steamed them. So we technically had a lobster steam. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were delicious. Bobby was slurping guts. Bobby was slurping guts. Was slurping. There was tutorials. But I loved how there was... Okay, uh, Preston, my boyfriend, was had never eaten a full lobster before. He did His a great first, job. Yeah, you know, he went for it. And the funny thing was... Here in the heart, there in the heart of Long Island, out yeah. out on Long out Island, on Long Island, on Long Island. Finally Correct. got that right Good after job. Okay. thirteen Cheers years. To you. And next to him was your mother's friend, who mm-hmm. also was from Utah. Presence from Utah. Presence from Salt a Lake Utah-er? City. And she, a Utonian, she, of course, a Utonian, a Utonian. Oh, weird. U- Utonescos. And just by you know, she has been Kathy. Let's yes, call, Kathy. Let's call her. Let's... We'll call her Kathy because that's her real name. <laughs> Kathy apparently is a fabulous cook, and we're going to definitely be uh, yeah, featuring Kathy. Yeah, we'll get her on. We'll cook for her. We'll use her giant, fabulous stove. But she was teaching Preston how to crack the lobster, and then Becky, our other friend, Becky, fucking, fucking Becky, Becky, who's from Philly. Love, love you, Becky. But everybody really had a really nice. Yeah, they taught him how to eat lobster around the table. And you know what? The weird thing is, is I never got a tutorial like that. I just always like ate it and was like, oh, crush this, yeah. tear that, rip that, suck that. You took that. The, cave, <laughs> the caveman approach. Yeah, yeah, like just, well, if you rip hard enough, you'll get into that claw. Exactly. Dipped in decadent. Ah, uh, Kerrygold butter. Kerrygold mm, butter. I'm uh, salivating right now. Everybody had at least eight ounces of butter. Oh my God. Uh, and I, yes, we had butter soup and buttered corn and everything with butter. That was, okay, so during the summertime, I will flip into like beast Eating mode. I almost said beast mode, but that's what dudes say when they like go to the gym now. Beast mode. Yeah, there was. I'm in beast mode. I listened to a playlist. Uh, play, a playlist on so Spotify did I. called Beast Mode. At the gym, like at the park the other day, mm-hmm. I was listening to Beast Mode. It was fine. It was I whatever. did it the first time in the winter, and I smoked some weed and went to the gym because that's mm-hmm. the new thing. Because I'm the new poster child for marijuana mm-hmm. and working out. <laughs> I lost forty pounds on weed, so yeah. go go figure. <laughs> I, I, I just like get really ravenous when there's summer food and I feel like summer food is meant to be eaten with your hands and it's like completely fine if you're mm-hmm. covered in like juices. Well, especially with a lobster boil. Yeah. So Steam, in bake. this type of situation, I forego the fork. I just like basically crunch the whole lobster fork. part with my hands. Like I'm like, I was bleeding the other day mm-hmm. because a lobster shell cut me, um, like, you know, like you. grabbing like tomato chunks with my hand, like dripping my clothes are ruined, but it was great. It was really fun. Uh, I found another uh, very provocative shaped uh, vegetable. At oh the farmer's yes, market. you did mm-hmm. the pussy squash. So so far this summer, I have been fortunate to find an ass or a pussy, depending on <laughs> however you decide to look at it. Yeah, one uh, side was an ass, the other side was the pussy. Yeah, I found first a cantaloupe, and oh, that was an ass. In the yeah, that was a very was and there was clearly actually, an ass. Yeah. I have a, vid- a, a YouTube video. If you donate to our Patreon page, you can get the video. Yeah, you can see. Brian. I don't want to post it publicly because I just am not ready for a viral video right now. Yeah, totally. I just you yeah. Know. You have too much going on in your life to become mm-hmm. like a, I want to lay low. Famous. Yeah, I'm just like the character actor of the food world, people. <laughs> <laughs> like 
I'm just not. <laughs> anyway, the, so now I found a, a del- we found a delicata squash. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is also a video of that. Yes. Lots of video. Lots of cameras rolling. Lights. What production else did you managers. find that was ash-shaped this summer? Mm, just those two things. Well, that's a lot for one summer, though. Well, especially large. These weren't cherries. Yeah. Or, you know, like a twisted carrot that somebody's like, oh, look at they look like legs. Yeah. Oh, they're hugging. They're so cute. Yeah, no, no, this was straight up. If you could... You, what's that movie Lars and the Real Girl yes you could Lars and the Real Girl these you could these sell vegetables. this on eBay yeah and there would be a certain yeah type of people they're on the dark web yeah about, have you ever been to the dark web I don't know what that is really no the dark web no is this you're this? unaware no what is I don't know how to get there it's like finding a portal, like a portal, like in like I don't a black know. hole. Correct, but so the dark web is where people like trade other people, and like you can like buy m- people, you can pay people to like murder your family members on the in- on the internet. But it's like the it's like in Stranger Things, like the Upside Down, but with the internet. Wow, it's worse than the real internet. I which don't. Is hard I to feel imagine. like suddenly there's everyone's paying in bitcoins. Wow. Yeah, Newt Gingrich lives there. Anyway, well, that's where. I, well, fine. Then I'm gonna sell that damn delicata squash because if I can yeah. get the best, you gotta find bang the dark the web buck. first. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anyone out there listening? Can you give Brett and I directions to the dark web, please? Thank mm-hmm. you. Also, if anybody else has any of uh, ass shaped or other oh, yeah. funny shaped vegetable and fruit stories, please email us in. What have you cooked? Mm, nothing because I didn't want to. I was didn't want to turn the oven on. Oh. So I have been. Uh, I have. Do I have been cooking and I yeah. cook only stir fries. Oh, wow. I got a walk. Oh, right. You were telling us about what it's like to have a walk the I other day. I got a walk Go for ahead. the first Continue. time in since the 90s when everybody had those like red mm. uh, electric walks, usually made by West Bend or something. Picture it. 1990. Picture, Picture 1991. The streets are lined with walks. Yes. They're everywhere. Your countertops are made of white corian. <laughs> There's cobalt glass. I feel like I always say this every episode. There's cobalt glass for everywhere. Well, it's okay. You're painting the picture. Yes. Um, exactly. The crisscross patterns on your dish towels. Lots of plaids, navies, and whites, and everything. And anyway, that's when we used to use a walk. And I'll tell you the first thing. I was in, Was anybody in high school debate? Were you in high school debate? or uh, Anybody in this room? Oh, yeah. So like either me or like the ghost of my, my dad that's yeah. probably sitting. <laughs> uh, he like raises his hand. He's like, oh, who I'm talking to our listeners out there. Oh, okay. Uh, High school debate, I chose, there's several categories you can choose, and I chose demonstrative. Okay. AKA give a speech and tell you how to do something. So I decided I was going to make stir fry. Okay. For high school debate? For high school debate. Okay. And so you would go into, you know, we would have debate shows, and I worked with a girl named Kelly, Kelly Farrell, and one time my friends threw a bag of shit on her front step. Oh, oh, it was terrible. Kids are terrible. But that's like innocent, horrible stuff compared to what kids do today. Kelly, for but. listening, it was not me. It was RJ Richter. There, told on you. Oh, so listen, you're outing RJ. Uh, Kelly and I, we used peanut oil. We, we, you know, we traveled. It was like our f- first food demo. Okay. And the first time we did it, we forgot to bring a cutting board. And I, and I wanted to make sure that it was oh, very no. dramatic. And so I brought this giant cleaver. Oh, no. And I cut directly onto the, the table, which was like a high school classroom yeah covered in like and boogers the and judge sperm. docked me she gave us like you know i don't know let's say three out of five points i don't remember like satisfactory or less and didn't advance us to the next round because she said it, we were unprepared <gasps> and didn't have a cutting board and i potentially ruined school property oh and i was like God. but did you try the stir fry because i made it <laughs> kung pao style with peanuts and straw mushrooms you didn't try the stir fry you were <laughs> oh 
And that's, <laughs> and that's why I never went into food competitions. Oh my God. And so, mm-hmm. wow. So tell us some more about your earliest memories. Is this, does this remind you of your mother? Yes. And mom, mom, mom. No, I didn't do it, mom. I didn't. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward, <laughs> fast forward. The year is 2018. Okay. We have a, we have a new president. Yeah. <laughs> People are running about. Everything's so much yeah. better now. Everything's Instagrammable. It looks better on, it looks better on the screen than it does in person. It's wonderful. Uh, we have Kindles and, and on demand, you know, it's fabulous. So I got a walk. Preston got a walk for mm-hmm. me. And it's made out of blue steel or something. And it's kind of naturally blue nonstick. Steel. Yeah. Like so, the Zoolander? Yes. Like blue steel. <laughs> that walk's giving me blue steel. So that's it. I've just been making a lot of rice, fried rice. Ooh. Fried rice. Just throw Yuck. those summer vegetables in there. Yeah. I can I can tell you can get farm to table dinner styles in less than 12 <laughs> minutes to your family, to your friends. I'm telling you, you just get this on here and I'm telling you, you chop your carrots, you chop your celery and your zucchini. And just put it right in the wok? That's right. You, you just turn that thing on high. What can't you put in a wok? Well, I don't recommend, I don't know. I think it's a, like a pan. So what would you not put in a pan? Um, I guess a bowling ball. Mm, yeah, but you could. That's true. You yeah, could. Yeah, you could. I wouldn't eat or cook it's the bowling stone ball. soup. Yeah. You know what? Was, yeah, that was very funny. Okay. Whatever. I've been making lots of stir fries. Tell me. T- tell me. Well, I made, I didn't really make that much this week, but I did make for the, the beach party lobster boil that we had. I made scorpion bowls, which is my oh. new thing because it incorporates a few things that I really love. One, watermelon. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Seasonal. Amazing. Sweet. Oh, I've been. Refreshing. Do you remember when I said... I, you were, I was inspired by you, yes. by the scorpion bowl, but I didn't want to drink. <laughs> yeah. And I pureed the watermelon. I didn't strain it. I just drank it. I yeah. didn't put anything in it. I did finish it with some lime juice at the end. Like yeah, I that's squeezed perfect. a lime in and I put a little like thing of salt on the top. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, this is what in Mexico they call agua fresca, mm-hmm. which is simply pureed fruit. Yeah, delicious. So it so, combines yeah, watery water, watermelon. Watery watermelon. So, pink watermelon. Yes. So my favorite things, seedless small watermelons, anything Mm -hmm. smaller than it's supposed to be really gives me a a good smile on my face. So Mm -hmm. teeny watermelon, bowl sized, um, tiny seedless watermelons, tequila. Chef recommends sharing that between two to three people. Absolutely. Or Or if you're you're Breton. If you're Breton, drink one watermelon. One whole watermelon. And then wonder why the next day your life fell apart for like (laughs) just only 11 hours. And then I was fine. Go ahead. So, and any kind of it was like tequila or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about this, but so I really like it because you can also decorate them with the gaudiest, most random shit you have around your house. And it's really fun. The one that I happened to drink on Sunday was decorated with number one, a tiara, number two, my beads, which I bought in India. Uh, and number three, I don't know. There was some others. A Groucho Marx glasses and fake Groucho nose. Mar- That's right. There was Groucho Marx glasses yeah. held together with a, a tiny steer. fox. Mm-hmm. And a tiny fox. And I <laughs> stuck that straw in there and I Drank slurped and thing. slurped and slurped. And it really was a large quantity of cocktail. Yeah, it was probably like seven, seven drinks. Seven drinks. And on top of all the wine I had, yeah. Monday morning, which was and yesterday. And chamomile grappa. Chamomile grappa. And I nearly i thought it was fine yeah i got up at 6 30 i was like see nothing stops brett and scott watch out watch out world <laughs> oh, look out world here i come and i went to the park and i tried to do my you know classic yoga practice and i just couldn't move my body 
Yeah. yeah. I even put that Sia song on Move Your Body and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All of my old tricks. <laughs> I'm just picturing you tied up kind of like um, a marionette puppet and like some giant is like trying to pull you and move you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that image just got to my head, but it's really funny. And then after I couldn't move, I decided that I couldn't talk to any humans. Yeah. And so I was encountered humans like Ash. My friend Ash came over and I was like, I can't look at you. And I was <laughs> oh no, I couldn't look at him. I couldn't look It hurt. Really? I couldn't speak. You were that hungover? Yeah, and then I went to, I tried to take a nap for an hour, and I didn't, and the only thing that I could eat was, I had some stir fry, Uh, and that's it. Wow. And then I didn't drink, I I worked through it, and I had two cups of coffee, and I was fine, but it was a 8.55 p.m. hangover. Yep, those are really bad. I was with my friend uh, yesterday who also had an 8.55 p.m. hangover. And then suddenly I felt, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry about earlier today, I didn't (laughs) I'm sorry for yeah. what I said when I was cooking. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry Tangora for yeah. story. <laughs> I didn't mean any of those things for the last 11 hours. In fact, my life is not crumbling. In yeah. fact, everything's Your mother out. isn't annoying. <laughs> that person that I pushed into the subway platform, I take that back. I love your love handles. That's why they're called love handles. Yeah, exactly. So, Breton, you know, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. Breton, mm-hmm. can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um... On this show, I don't know if you've noticed, but we tend to be a little bit uh, juvenile when it comes to sexual innuendo and puns. You mean uh, gender fluid delicata squashes, exactly. for example? Eggplant emojis. Yes. Uh, the word caucus. Mm-hmm. So the word spatchcocked, which is... A, anything with cock, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cockatiel, cockatoo, mm. <laughs> cockamamie. Different shapes of cucumbers and eggplants and yeah squirrel butternut squashes yes. which may i just say were made as a joke for humans yes it is a giant cock and balls giant there's a balls at the bottom i know remember when i got that horseradish root the oh, other yeah, day yeah that's another penis shaped thing that's just like a there's big joke a lot on us. well we've just decided to turn that into An a episode. whole topic a whole episode so today's episode you lucky listeners is about food and sex mm-hmm. or sex and food and oh. where they collide or just food, comma, sex. Yeah. Or, or food, food sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like splashing, which is uh, a little thing where people like to, they get sexual stimulation and arousal from sitting or plopping into wet food. Oh, oh, they actually sit they, in. They sit in it. So they would, if they Or rub that, it on themselves. But it, like what I've seen is a lot of cake sitting. A lot of people just yeah, like cake putting cake and pies. Like, like this kind of noise. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like just that, okay. Like, I see. I, you know, like that makes sense. Slash like a splashing. So, I wanted to tell you a little bit about some things that I read. Lucky, luscious, loving listeners. Mm. Um, I got to, all my information today from Wikipedia, Smithsonian.com, Slate.com, and Ranker.com. Thank you very much for doing all the work for me. I just put it all together. <laughs> we just read it and we talk about it, and the cash comes rolling in. The jokes write themselves. Um, so food and sex are two of the most basic drives they of sure animal are. behavior. They really sure are. Aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of times, I mean, we all know the kind of common feeling of, uh, you know, when you're having an orgasm and when you're biting into a, you know, turkey sandwich with a perfect amount of mayonnaise and cheddar cheese oh and Doritos on Can it. Can I it's interject the same thing. really quickly? Absolutely. Please interject. We had a peach gasm. Oh my God. Okay. So listen. That was otherworldly. Saturday, picture this, Saturday morning. I had an incredible workout at the park, Fort Green Market. As did I. Fort Green Market, and the, the, it was sunny, it was hot, it was August, it was beautiful, and Zara bought a peach, and we stood under a, a chestnut tree. Yeah. Yes, and we 
uh, ate our peaches, which were the juiciest. They were they were the so most sexual. luscious. They're amazing. And you said that they were better than sex. I agree. I eat an nectarine every morning, and I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have any need. You to, don't have you to know, worry about anything else. Texting back or exactly. dinner plans. Like yeah. save your money. That nectarine is probably two bucks. Exactly. I'm like, I don't need to date anymore. I have a nectarine. Mm-hmm. We should mention that oddly enough, when we were eating these peaches, we had run into my ex boyfriend. Yeah, and you're a good friend, first. and we all shared a peach, and the peaches brought us together. Yeah, it, it just wasn't even seemed, weird. We've surpassed. A peach can heal all wounds, even mm-hmm. the most broken of hearts. Except for that cut I have with that acidic peach. Oh, actually, speaking of a wound that can heal, I bit into a nectarine the other day, oh. and a piece of the fucking pit broke off and stabbed through my lip, and I just oh, it's, yanked it out oh. of my lip and kept eating the rest that of the nectarine. That peach had a little bit of a... It was like... It bit back. They're like, do you like It's like, do you, do like, you like, this, like when I nibble on your lips? Yeah, I was like, like, not really, not fucking peach. Get out of here. Nectarine. Get out of the here, fuck you out of here. Get out, fuck out of here, you nectarine. Ugh, it's getting hot in here because okay. we turned off the air conditioning and also we're talking about sex. So, actually, we're talking um, about peaches. So, uh, chimpanzees, so, yes. in the research in the animal community with like chimpanzees, I was reading a little bit about like how we can kind of set this up in our mind early on with food and sex mm-hmm. is that as animals, as people or actual animals, in this case, they're talking about chimpanzees Mm -hmm. humans are animals right so one typically uh, the male back in the day now things have changed but for chimps still kind of the case um (laughs) still doing it after all still doing uh the male would go out and hunt and gather and bring back meat and so the woman the female chimpanzee would be attracted to the male for going to get meat and therefore would equate Mm -hmm. you know and then want to um because he was providing for her and then so she would kind of get with him and give him sex and be his partner based on what he could what kind of food he could provide so bringing home the bacon is a thing yes wouldn't okay. it be weird if chimpanzees literally brought home bacon brought home bacon they're like hey they, i couldn't find any bananas but i got this beautiful artisanal bacon yeah we went to uh, fleischer's meats in uh, fifth <laughs> avenue in brooklyn that's because that's how chimpanzees talk they're like so um so food and sex are also physically connected through the limbic system of the brain which mm-hmm. controls uh the emotional activity and they walk a similar emotional line and bring out similar types of reactions enjoyment exactly you are feeling sensual pleasure you are feeling push the butt push the pre- pleasure button push <laughs> push push the pleasure button yes oh it's like a martini oh my god i wish that a martini would push my push my pleasure button i may need to pause this in a second and push my own pleasure button exactly i might have to uh vacillate so anyway the (laughs) thing that they share in common what it brings out in our human brains is a substance called dopamine that's why we smoked a weed dopamine that's why we drink that's why it's called dope um, and it's a hormone that signals cravings and dopamine plays a huge part in human behavior because it's basically what's driving us to, you know, we're driven by two things. We're driven by necessity, mm-hmm. which food and sex are both necessities. And then we're also driven by, uh, cultivating pleasure. Our bodies also produce a chemical stimulant. Can you pronounce this for me? You know, I'm bad at pronouncing things. Uh, phenylethylamine. Otherwise known as PEA. As well as norepinephrine. Um, and norepinephrine. Those, those norepinephrine. Norep, it sounds like norephron. Norephron. We'll panini. just call it that. Norephron Nora, panini. Norephron panini. Um, and they make our body, both Love those, those. Uh, They're delicious. chemicals make our bodies feel alert, alive, giddy, excited, um, and make many of us lose our appetite. So that's the kind of mm. feelings you feel when you're kind of falling in love with somebody. And a lot of people, like I know for myself, if I'm like really into somebody or like, or kind of like down. How come when I'm into somebody, I want to make, 
make lots of like, I was like, let's make nachos, everybody. I do want to make food, but do you ever get like, I'm, I'm always into like making food, but I don't think about it. Like I don't think about eating. If I'm like really sprung on some dude, like, and really excited of to be course. hanging out. I'll yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. la, 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 la. Days have yeah. passed. I haven't eaten, but look at my skin. Yeah. I had one oyster. Eating. Everything's good. And two yeah. bottles of champagne. Exactly. You just, you know, you can kind of like, if you go on a date or something and you're like really into somebody, you're not like thinking, oh, I'm so hungry. You're just like in the moment. I mm-hmm. guess that's because of, you know, Nora Ephron polythamine. Yes. Nora Ephron paninis. So for much of the 20th century, scientists viewed pleasure um, as just kind of a second class sensation. And so that basically yeah, scientists, don't with it. they looked at it that like everything was just based on necessity. So like we ate, we eat, we fuck um, to simply like, you know, satiate ourselves and to reproduce, to keep uh, the human race going. Oh, wow. And for like nothing else. And they didn't really think of pleasure as being an actual thing until the 1950s, which Mm. seems like a really long time. It was a really long time ago, but a very short time ago. It's so interesting because there's obviously been people who throughout history, all kinds of like really decadent, opulent cultures that like have been really into sex and like the Romans and the Greeks and, you know, uh, the Trumps. And, and that's why birds do it, bees do it. <laughs> so I just think it's like very strange that it took till the 1950s for this to become a thing. But in the 1950s, um, a uh, uh, Dr. James Olds, a behavioral scientist, pioneered the pleasure research. Um, and he thought that it was completely opposite and that he was basically proving a pleasure principle that I'm not going to get into all of his research. It's pretty long and extended, but he was the first guy to kind of, uh, theorize and provide, um, some really concrete research as to that humans actually do things for pleasure and like specifically sex and eating. Those were the kind of like, well, isn't it funny now with, with our social media world we're living in? Social media, like it. Hashtag do it, do it. Napster, yeah, Napster, Grindr, all these. You Flickr. know, they're like the Snapchat, egg yolk. You know, food, food porn, food porn. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't. We don't like that with word. Food porn, please. We're, no, no more sorry, food porn. We don't like that. Even though we're, this episode is about that, I don't even like regular porn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I certainly don't like food porn. So Zara is the only person out there. But so listen. <laughs> Um, I don't like pornography and I'm going to, this podcast is an anti-porn podcast now. Well, so that's kind of funny that he talks about that because I was looking into aphrodisiacs, right? Oh yeah, you were. Well, so again, taking that aphrodisiac, you know, from the word Aphrodite, the goddess of love, the ancient Greek goddess. Uh, So I found a few things right now. I bet right off the top of all of your heads in my head. When I think of an aphrodisiac, <laughs> I think of a wormwood. And, no, no, just kidding. I think of people think of like, you know, Valentine's Day. I like think of buffalo wings. Chocolate cake. Yes, buffalo wings. <laughs> the spaghetti from Lady and the Tramp. Uh, such, you know, such things like that. Uh, but, you know, some of the famous ones like oysters, right? So mm. I was looking at oysters. That's the first thing I think about. Mm. And when I was very young, I thought, oh, well, you know, it's probably 21. I worked at this restaurant and we would get oysters. And I was like, oh, there's supposed to be an aphrodisiac. And I would eat a dozen a day. Uh, of course, I was 21. You just had the, a boner all the time. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> <You> just, well, <laughs> I was 20. Again, I said I was 21. 
<laughs> Life was uh, when I was 17, <laughs> I had a boner all the time. <laughs> uh, some of the other famous ones are orchids, which really? you know that the word orchis is Greek for testicle? No. Well, now you do. Can you eat an orchid? Uh, yeah, Sure, why not? Pop it in the... Wow. F- I mean, have you, have you been to a fancy Thai restaurant on the Upper East Side? No, but next time I get a date, I'm going to make them a fucking or orchid a omelet for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Have you been to a sushi restaurant on 63rd and Lex? They serve all kinds of orchids in their in their sashimi platters. Uh, mm. But, and let's see, partridge brains. And now this... Excuse I, me? Wait, don't just go right past that. Partridge brains is that something I we don't all know? know. This, uh, this information I got from Shots Food and Drink Miscellany, which was a book... Uh, written by Ben Schott, and he, you know, does How all kinds cool. of, yeah, there's so much fabulous information, but he's, you know, and he talks about not only oysters within the seafood, but oysters and lobsters and crabs and sea hedgehogs. When I was in Chinatown a few Excuse weeks. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. What's a sea hedgehog? I don't know. Well, I think a sea hedgehog. A sea urchin? I, it might be, but also I was in Chinatown a few weeks ago, which led me to that Viceland series. Okay. Well, that's not why, but. And I, there was all those sea cucumbers dried. And if uh-huh. you walk through Chinatown, pretty much in any Chinatown, or perhaps actually in China, uh, you'll find all those dried uh, seafood items. Yeah, there's dried starfish, there's dried uh, so scallops many everything and dried. shrimp, and they had all these cucumbers. And I asked this guy, and I, you know, he said, "He's like, oh, those are sea cucumbers, sea cucumbers, sea cucumbers. It's, like, it's good for um, uh, erection, erection." I was oh, like, really? "Oh, really? Did yeah. you get one?" No, I don't need it anymore. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> Wait. There, you know, the famous, per- the person that made oysters famous was the famous, you know, Casanova, Giacomo Girolamo Casanova, who is, by the way, an 18th century person that's known for being a fabulous lover. Like, yeah. oh, like, give him all the Casanova treatment. Is, wait a minute. He's Casanova? Casanova is the person that said he ate all those oysters and he seduced over 100 women, which... If you're in New York and a gay man, I mean, that's I'm not basically that impressed. Like, it's like a Tuesday night. Yeah, I was like, it's like that that's like 2016. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, apparently, so according, there was a couple studies that I found, and I won't bore you with the details, but one was in the 2015 Sexual Medicine Reviews. You know, it's a, it says that oysters do contain certain amino acids, uh, which definitely are important to the neural pathway of the pleasure response as you were talking about before wow. and of course zinc which occurs in or which is very prevalent in oysters uh, has been proven or potentially proven to increase testosterone really zinc makes me barf oh and here's a really good one i found have has it have you heard the one about the guy who did the thing about the thing uh nutmeg nutmeg is supposed now i found two uh opposing situations for nutmeg one is in, I think it was in can, can Zanzibar. Okay. The women use it during their wedding ceremonies. They're, most of them are Islam or Muslim, so there's no alcohol allowed, and they take uh, higher it, doses of nutmeg. Yeah, because if you take too much, it can actually kill you. You can overdose from it. Mm-hmm. So, so must send you to some kind of like, is it like a... I don't know. It, but then wow. it's, they said that the women become very excited. Oh God! But it's a don't. Then it's a. Can you pause this? I'm just gonna go grate some nutmeg into my mouth. Just kidding. Don't pause okay, it. Hold no, on. don't actually pause it. <laughs> and you're back. Perfect. Oh wow. So my this is my. Very awkward. So Happy listen. Happy fall. Then the there was a, a spice trader that was interviewed, and I, I got this. Um, I think this article was. I can't remember where. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried. Good. We're over it. Uh, that says men don't have to worry about it. They just play football, and then they can have sex which makes 
No I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah. Men don't have to worry about taking aphrodisiacs, so they just play football? Yeah, so then I on the inter, on the dark net, on oh, the dark found, on the dark internet, I found this guy that talked about how he would take 25 milligrams of nutmeg and then he would masturbate for 12 hours straight and then he said he would sip water because he was worried about the grand come down and anxiety. The but come down? Yeah, the come down. He said he actually would come sure, at 4 to 5 a.m. 5 in the morning. Wait, he only would come one time after masturbating I, for 12 hours? Yes, they call that, that sounds, edging or something. That sounds like very painful. And then... You're going to so, like rub your whole penis there's off. There's all kinds of theories about aphrodisiacs and you know if it stimulates just the erectile function portion of the man yeah. or whether it actually makes you desire... There's all kinds of things wow. that are that could be considered an aphrodisiac because is is it just like are we talking about like a natural Viagra, which all is, all yeah. it's doing is increasing blood flow. That's what we want. We want blood, blood flow. Kids, we want blood, blood yeah. flowing everywhere. I heard that spicy things can be capsicum is another yeah. one. Yes, that is true. There's all. I mean saffron. These are all, I mean, basically... I've, That's an aphrodisiac for me because if you're feeding me saffron, that means I know you're rich and there's nothing that I like more than a rich man. That's right. Just kidding. Saffron. I, I pretty much only date There really was one time when I was bartending, uh, pulling some quick cash from the old uh, people here in New York City. But anyway, the owners of, there was a tequila uh, mezcal maker called uh, Gem and Bolt. Okay. And they added a, an herb called Damiana. Okay which was a, a dried flower native to Mexico and parts of southern United States, you know, around mm-hmm. Texas. And, and Damiano was supposed to be another uh, aphrodisiac that they added to their, their mezcal. Okay. But as uh, our fabulous um, Shakespeare said in Macbeth, he said, alcohol provokes the desire, but taketh away the performance. Ah, whiskey dick. Whiskey dick girl. Oh yes, whiskey dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've met a yeah, I've met one or two of those in my time. Yeah, I never have. You've never met a whiskey dick. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they met call that... one doesn't mean you, yeah. you know, have one. Well, what else? What else? What else? Oh well, there's so much else. Yeah. What so, else can we have? We breathe. We've ever... just the, that's it. Touch the tip of the <laughs> iceberg. Ooh. We've touched the tip of the eggplant. Just of... the tip. Of the, the eggplant. Yeah, that's right. So we're all well-versed in some of our favorite films that feature food and sex. And there was more than I could even remember. I was looking on Ranker today about um, films, the best food sex scene in films. And some of them I remembered. And actually, I remembered all of them. There was a couple of like random like um, foreign films from like the 60s that I didn't know. But most of these I knew. And so these were my favorite ones of the ones that I found on the Ranker list. Um, nine and a Half Weeks. That scene when Kim Basinger and Mickey Rooney... Uh, I'm sorry, Mickey Rooney. Jeez, that would be a very different movie. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I love <laughs> Mickey Rooney and Kim Basinger. <laughs> yep, that's the remix. That's uh, ten and a half weeks. Um, no, nine and a half <laughs> weeks, Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger when he's feeding her food from the fridge. I never saw it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So they're, it's so 80s. They're sitting in front of the fridge. The fridge is open. Picture it. We're looking at my fridge right now. Um, so he opens it and she just, for a, a basically anorexically thin woman in the 1980s, has like every kind of food in her fridge. Mm-hmm. So there's like corkscrew pasta, the facili. Facili, and then classic. There's, yep. there's like cherry tomatoes. And then she has maraschino, cherry, basically cherry pie filling. So he's just feeding her each one of these things first. He like, really? Like, yeah, he like puts a grape in her. It's very sexy though. But then he like, oh, and a full jello mold. 
Yes. Like because, a, well, a lot of people had those in the eighties. I know, but like a single, like a woman who's like on her own, like, oh, you know what? I just need to make my Jello mold, mold for the week, so someone can like feed it to me. She was going to take it to the office party on Friday <laughs> for for Connie's birthday. <laughs> yes, I know she was. So that's like, and then they bang. Uh, that's amazing. Did you ever see the movie Flashdance? Mm-hmm. I mean, when she when uh, Jennifer Grey is eating lobster and she's like playing footsie and like rubbing the guy's package oh, right. under the table and she's like really sexily eating lobster much more sexy than i was eating lobster the other day i looked like a tell oh, we should have all watched that before we ate yeah yeah i was basically looked like i was i don't know going for my very last meal i was like the first america's first woman um so anyway she looked a lot better than me eating lobster um american pie of course yeah jason biggs the having sex thing. with that pie as an eighth grader, that was very provocative. Yeah. It was shocking. I, was I like, mean, Aah! especially for then, that was... I mean... He, we didn't talk about that in 19... Whenever that was, 90... Yeah, I think like nine? 1999, yeah. Was it? Or was it that late? Anyway. I think so. Um, then like a terrible one. Did you ever see The Last Hang on Paris? Never saw it. Marlon Brando is like really past his prime. He's like kind of looks like a fake person, mm-hmm. like wearing an old Marlon Brando mask. Yeah, um, they put lots of um, foundation. <laughs> he looks really bad in this film. And anyway, he's like, it, I won't give you the whole synopsis of the film, but he like rapes, he like anally rapes this woman using butter. Oh, it's horrible. Was it Breton butter? Uh, no, but she said it ruined her. The movie ruined her life. The actress. And then Why? she felt he didn't actually rape her, but she felt raped. And like, she just like was really traumatized by it. And it wasn't written into the script. He like improvised it. Oh, it's Mar- very hard to watch. It's, I thought he was gay. Uh, I think he was bi. Oh, okay. Um, so he <laughs> so he was so gay. He just yeah. <laughs> he loved butter. Uh, Sorry, more, if you're bi, we totally get it. Yeah, that's fine. Do whatever you want. Uh, so he loved butter. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High when Phoebe Cates shows Jennifer Le- Jason Lee how to basically give fellatio to a carrot. Mm-hmm. Great scene. Classic scene. Um, Lake Water for Chocolate. Do you ever see that movie? No. Oh my God. It's You would love it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically about a woman who's a chef and like she bakes and cooks all this like stuff and she she's like a witch. She makes a spell with everything she does and so this one meal she cooks, she puts all this stuff into it so that everyone will get like really horny and they're, everyone's sitting at the table and then all of a sudden they're biting into their food and they're like... Ah, and they start like ripping this their clothes so off weird it's really amazing um tampopo have you seen that never heard of it oh my you will die if anyone out there has not seen tampopo it is one of the greatest movies ever made it's a japanese movie about um a ramen shop and they're it's like campy and funny and incredible and there's this scene in it where like these two people pass an egg yolk back and forth in between each other's mouths and it's wacko. I can't look at it because the thought of a of like someone spitting an egg yolk into my mouth makes me want to just die. Um, but the movie is amazing. Um, and of course, one of the most famous food sex scenes ever, written by Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron, yeah. Uh, when Harry met Sally, when Meg Ryan is having that incredible fake orgasm in the diner, mm-hmm. and the woman says, "I'll have what she's having." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was really. It's a. I mean, that's one of the most classic lines I just ever in film it history. Two weeks ago. Yeah, it's great. I'll have what she's having. Billy Crystal, huh? Love that Billy. Where did he go? Where is he right now? Are you listening, Billy? Are you listening? We need you. Come out of hiding, Billy. That's so funny. He's we got Billy Richard in the Simmons. podcast. Here he is, Billy oh, Crystal. Oh, Billy kidding. Crystal, come on down. And then, of course, Lady and the Tramp. You mentioned before with the spaghetti scene. I just that's one that's, for the kiddos. That's right. That's cute. And then my favorite food sex scene, not in a movie, but in 
television is when the episode of Seinfeld when George decides he wants to start eating during sex. And so he brings a pastrami sandwich into bed and he, his girlfriend catches him. He's like, what are you doing? And then he, he's, he spews out my favorite line ever in Seinfeld. I flew too close to the sun on wings of pastrami, which I say all the time and no one ever knows what I'm talking about. Now I know. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, my story today that I want to tell you about speaking of internet things is about a woman named Auntie Angel. Angel actually joined us today for the show. She gave us an interview. It was my distinct pleasure and honor to chat with her. Um, I really admire her and what she does. And, you know, it's an internet video, so it's funny and shocking. But really, I just have the utmost of respect for this woman. Um, She empowers other women around the globe. Uh, I think that she is exactly what is right with the world. (laughs) She's brave. She's courageous. She's uninhibited. uh, And she's fun. And she's funny. And uh, I just want to really thank you so much, Angel. We're so lucky to have you on this on this podcast. Uh, you're a friend of the show, and it was my it really was my honor. People have always used some type of food in the bedroom. I don't know if any of you guys ever saw the I, grapefruit lady video. I never. I before I before today, I've okay. never heard of it. I, it went viral. It has something like I don't know, ten million views or something on YouTube. Oh wow! Um, but so anyway. Auntie Angel is this amazing woman. She like is runs like a sex positive empower, sex empowering education. Uh, she has like, that's her whole, whole vibe. So basically she created something called the grapefruit blow job where you cut the ends off of a grapefruit, you cut a hole in the middle of the grapefruit and then you put it over a guy's dick and you like suck his dick while you're moving a grapefruit up and down it. But the thing is, is that she demonstrates this in a way that is so incredible with the most like animalistic slurping sounds like that one could possibly imagine. I but watched she it. owns it so hard. Like she's so chill. Like it's like not one of those internet things where you watch it. It is funny, but she's also really cool and like an awesome woman. And so this is just like a little bit about her that I thought was interesting. So I'm 47. Um, and uh, my mom was actually mentally ill. She has schizophrenia. And so most of my childhood, I was uh, physically abused um, and mentally abused. And um, over those years that I was with my mom, I had also had been raped once by a family member. So um, as the years go, I went to go live with my dad. Um, and by the time I was like a freshman in high school, he was diagnosed with cancer and then he, um, passed away. I went to go live with a brother, um, which I have seven of those. And when I was staying with one of my brothers, his wife, her um, son raped me as well. So I tell the story because, you know, a lot of times I've come across women who have been raped and molested and the statistics for that is so crazy 90 percent of women in the world will either be raped or molested in their lifetime oh my god and because i can actually relate to it it helped to empower me to be comfortable with my sexuality Uh, a lot of women are being raped and molested and they become extremely promiscuous and i tell people like you really can't judge people because you don't know what they're going through and it's a way of taking control so in about the year two, I think it was the year 2015, she comes out with this grapefruit technique, which she had had for a long time. Which- and the grapefruit technique really came about because I have actually 56 different techniques. 
Oh my goodness. The grapefruit is, yeah, so the grapefruit is actually just one of 56. And it just came about when I was with my, um, well, my second husband. We're not together anymore, but when we were dating. Um, I had never given fellatio. When I, even when I was married the first time, it was just something I thought, you know, ugly girls had to do. I, you know, right. I really just didn't know, you know. And to be honest, in the African American community, when, like, old school, you know, that was something like our parents told us not to do. That's not something that you go do. You raise in the church. So it wasn't really um, looked upon as, you know, being something to do. So when he asked me to do it, I was like, oh, like, what are you talking about? But he was serious. He's like, you know, if you want me to keep giving you all this good loving, you're going to have to, you know, <laughs> give me some of that in return. Yeah. Please watch it. I have seen this before. It's incredible. I have seen it. It really it- is incredible. She says you have to put a condom on, though, first, because otherwise, obviously, the grapefruit juice will get into the urethra, and then that's a huge problem. So, well, what man wants a blowjob with a condom? I guess one that also wants a grapefruit to fuck it. But she... Hold on, let me end, check Craigslist. I researched, watched porn, read about the anatomy, and I started coming up with all these different techniques. And that's how the grapefruit technique came up. I literally was watching a, a show, and this girl had a handful of fruits. She was giving this guy this amazing blowjob. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do that, but I'm sucking him at the same time. I'm not going to go to the store, so what do I have in my refrigerator that can make something close to that? Amazing. Right. So I had like an orange and a grapefruit, and I used the orange first, and I thought if I cut these ends and put a hole in it, it kind of mimicked how her hand was holding all the fruit around his penis. Mm -hmm. And But he was so well endowed that when I did it, the orange exploded. It just ripped apart. (laughs) You know, lucky me, right? Yes, so, that's uh, a good problem to have. So I was like, oh, God, what else can I use? So all I had left was a grapefruit. And because it was bigger, it was able to accommodate him. And um, that's really how the grapefruit technique came about. This I really loved. She said, quote, when I talk to women about it, uh, she's talking now about how in the end of her blowjob class that she ends with telling them her story about like being a survivor of sex abuse. And she says, when I talk to women about it, you can see the tears on their face because they can relate. And some women even walk out because I hit a nerve, but they come back and they come and push me aside and say, you didn't realize how much you helped me with your story because the key to it all is about empowering women. It's all about us helping each other to get better. We all have common denominators. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, rich, poor, older, or younger. We all have a vagina. We all have a penis. Or we all want a penis. We all have feelings. We all have children or something in common. We really need to help each other. We need to empower one another. And then I teach that in every class. I thought that was so amazing. And so now she has these techniques where she hollows out a cucumber and then slits it down the side so it can fit over any penis and puts it in the microwave. And she says, if you don't feel like sucking dick... Just give a hand job with this warm, hot cucumber. Well, she, I would love, She's to, I would love to go into her kitchen. She's, <laughs> I know. she has like, everything's been on someone's penis. Every <laughs> farmer is selling, <laughs> giving her all the samples. Be like, try this globe eggplant. <laughs> Why don't you try this cherry tomato and yeah, tell yeah. us what happens? That is very Like cherry tomato anal beads. I have a chocolate technique and I think I actually um, did it when I went to, um, Paris. I think that's when I released it. Um, so it's a new video. And the chocolate is a very sticky, sticky product, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's just like something that you would imagine. You're going to actually take it and, you know, place it all over his shaft. And, you know, but it's like the dirtiest. There's nothing neat about it. You <laughs> want to really put a tarp on the, um, the 
bed or whatever, and you want to completely douse his body in it. Now, there's a second part that you can do that's even sexier that could be a fantasy. You can put the chocolate all over him in the tub. Whoa. Then you can take some warm milk. And now, if you're lactose intolerant, don't get any, you know, regular whole milk. You don't want to be pooping. You just get some almond milk or some rice milk. <laughs> and take some warm milk and pour it all over his body and kind of rub it all into his skin and lick it off and, you know, kiss him and then bathe him. And then you can go and make love. So it's really wow. sensual and the texture of it just makes you connect with the person because it's slippery and tacky at the same time. But I just thought it was great. And I thought it was like such an interesting when I was looking for a story about food and sex. I was like, how cool. I love the like, you know, because we talk about highs and lows. And I love the I love a story of someone whose life started out really awfully. And then they like get to have a nice life later. So many people's lives never turn around. And it's great to hear when someone's does. And it reminds all of us during our dark times that, you know, you could start off one way and then end up being, I don't know, a YouTube star because you made a great blowjob technique with yeah. food. Who would have thought? It's cool though. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that... when she was fixing carburetors in the army, be like, one day. Yeah, one day I'll one make day millions Angel. off of giving a blowjob with a grapefruit. Yeah. It's yeah, so awesome. So. She's cool though. She's real she's real cool. Do you have advice for people about, you know, trying new things and kind of just getting outside of your comfort zone and having fun with sex? You know what? I tell people all the time, the best way to kind of get out of your comfort zone is to give yourself an alter ego. It really helps. If people ever notice, every celebrity just has an alter ego. They are totally different in person, but when they hit that stage or when they're doing whatever it is they do, they hit a zone that makes them very comfortable, whatever it is they're doing. And we should do the same thing sexually. Um, me, I'm Angel. That's my alter ego. And it gives me the power to do anything that I want without any expectations. And if it doesn't work out, I'm not embarrassed. I just blame it on her. Like, girl, that angel just always trying something. And it (laughs) makes my partner excited because it's almost like he gets two women in one. What man doesn't want two women? (laughs) And, you know, and then also it helps to open up the, the communication with him because a lot of times men are very uncomfortable speaking about sex with their partners as well. So once you start showing that you could be someone else, he possibly, if not almost most likely, will um, open up and start telling you things that he wants you to do um, all the time. So if you are shy, put on a wig or put on some sunglasses or blindfold him or give yourself an alter ego. It really, really does help. And then go right back to yourself. I think some people need a permission to know that, like, it's okay to be sexual. Like, who know? You know, I think a lot of these women, I would assume, might have a lot of fear. Yeah. And perhaps, like, dead-end relationships or they're, like, wanting to rebuild a relationship with their partner. And so they go to this woman and she's really nice. And she's, like, really relatable and really, really open. And she just goes for it. I mean, she just chows down on big dildos. The tantric sex of food. But she's like, seems really kind. Yeah. Tantric sex of food. Yeah. Hmm. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, saffron. No, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, weren't you saying something about saffron before? That I, no, I was just reading that that was, it was, could also be considered another aphrodisiac. Oh, right. But right, right. I don't know if it is. I mean, it's very expensive and I think you'd have to have a lot of it. So you'd have to be very rich, in which case people, exactly like you said, 
you're just going to be attracted power. Yeah. People want power. They want more more bananas. Have you ever uh, had a situation where you've involved food in your sex life? Mm-mm. I've uh, not even edible underwear. No. Really? No. I think I I think back in the day I did edible underwear. Well, maybe because like Coke, I'm always me. like, oh, I mean, you're like, I can make much better edible underwear than well, this. Well, we were talking about, okay, we were saying, what are some of the best things to make for people? Oh, the best thing to make for people? So, hang on. That would be our chef recommends. Okay. So, chef recommends things that you should cook. Yes. Things you should cook to get you laid. Go ahead. What would you recommend for okay, our listeners I'm to gonna, get them laid? Listener is ready. Now, the question is, is this a temporary thing? Oh. Or are you looking for a marriage? Yeah, you want to put a ring on it. So I always like to say a squid ring. You really want, yeah. You want to, you want to decide what kind of relationship. Like, do you want to know what this person's like? Like, hey, listen, I love uh, what's something. <laughs> I love whole grilled leeks. So we will share those together. In Zara, <laughs> we made we cut leeks in half, and they were very good, but they were very messy, and you really had to like I've had to wrap my finger around yeah. and shove it on my oh, mouth. Oh yeah, they actually did melt once you put in. Absolutely, we didn't have any knives. If yeah. we did, that would have been. Now, of course, people always say, "Oh, you, ribs, right?" This people is gonna, say you want to eat ribs. No, if I'm you, saying if you want to like know what they're like, then you like can be messy. With oh somebody. yeah, okay. Wipe your face. You're right. licking your fingers. You know, a bowl of spaghetti. Yes, you can. This, again, back to Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. twirling it, feeding it. Yeah. Although in that case, I would probably recommend fusilli. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can stab it with your fork and give it to your partner. <laughs> Hi, try my fusilli. <laughs> try this fusilli. I've made it for you. Although, do you remember the fusilli episode of Seinfeld when George's dad gets into making fusilli? He makes a fusilli jerry and then the pro- proctologist. Oh, no, wait, hang on. Kramer makes facility people he makes a facility jerry and then george's dad falls on it and goes up his ass no <laughs> it's amazing we're gonna have to look that up <laughs> that's really funny that's one of my other favorite episodes so okay you're saying the chef recommends to make things that you feel like you're it's like a test so you're like oh are we really in this for like the long haul we're gonna have some How? sloppy like ribs or oh, spaghetti yeah. soft or facility a lobster okay Interesting. So I'm going to go the other way and go like how to get to like your partner's heart. So a couple of things that have totally gotten me laid before have been caco van. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. And I don't mean the dish. I mean, you take the person yeah. who you're going to sleep with's cock and you and put you, it in some bag. Tr- and you drink three wine, three <laughs> bottles of wine. <laughs> and it's a guarantee laid. Skip the food. <laughs> no, caco van is a good one because it's classic. It's not actually hard to make. And then it seems like you really know what you're doing. It's, you can really impress somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also, well, you know, it depends like who you're cooking for. I mean, most people like pasta, right? So if you to get into someone's pants maybe make them a lasagna i've always a said lasagna it. is classic a lasagna is good the garlic maybe yeah i do you hate garlic breath does that turn you off no okay preston would say that it doesn't but only the preston next day. had told me differently that it does that you are annoyed when next garlic day. breath oh next day garlic breath yeah yeah you don't want to wake up in the morning and i don't really care about it. i'm not weird about yeah. garlic breath. another thing i would say if you're not a vegetarian a big delicious simple steak like but a nice steak like a ribeye or something pan seared ribeye and a gorgeous clean beautiful salad and some bread and butter and some wine mm-hmm. i mean that's good you can kind of just like gnarl off the bone it's not too too heavy if you make it with a salad and then if they say they like it well done be like 
Get exactly. Then you know you're that it's not, not going to work out. Yeah. Or you learned that all relationships require compromise and yeah. say, oh, you like yours well done. You take the end fatty pieces and yeah. I'll take the inside closer to the bone. Or they ask for ketchup. Yeah. And then Problem. you, in which case, you know, be like, get then, out of here. Then you call the police. You're like, there's a serial killer in my house. They're like, what's happening? They're like, well, <laughs> I, I had a cast iron steak and I made a really nice pan sauce and, and I had some. She uh, asked for ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, you have a serious issue. So those are good things to get you laid. Um, also, you could think of interactive foods that you could eat off of each other. You know, much like in whip. Sex in the City, when you could place a, a oh sushi sushi on top of your body and yes, have your, exactly. for a first date. We really recommend that. Yeah, if you're just meeting a guy or a girl and you really kind of like don't know if you like each other yet, the best thing to do is order a bunch of sushi have one of your best friends put it all over your body mm-hmm. and then and leave, <laughs> let it get nice and warm and sit out for a while. Cause yeah. you know, you know, people are late sometimes then the guy will come over. And um, be, yep. You've already made him keys because you know, you're trying to take things slow. Yep. He comes in <laughs> and then you're covered in sushi and you guys can have a beautiful dinner together. Yeah. And Do that. Then, your belly button is full of soy sauce. Exactly. Your eyes have little wasabi that, eyes on the them. taco and the Saba is already and the hotate is definitely already covered in bacteria. Um, wait, but seriously, things you can, can involve in your sex life though. Whipped cream. That's a classic. Whipped cream. I have never had a desire to like eat food off of someone's body. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know. I just don't. I, I'm not like that calculated. I think it was in the Ice. H, yeah, in the HBO real sex documentary. Yeah. I think it was in 1996 or seven. It was episode 16 or so. I can't remember. I couldn't find it because I don't know. Was splashing? Uh, no, they just have a food workshop where they play with food and you oh, put really? like peanut butter or cashew butter. Or... Oh, I thought peanut butter is what people did when they wanted their dogs to give them a blowjob. Oh, that is a thing too. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. done that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. How much do sparkles yeah. and women like almond it's butter? It's funny you said dogs, but uh, <laughs> I actually had a pet chinchilla. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ew. Tiniest <laughs> tongue ever. That would take so long. You'd be getting like a blowjob for like 30 hours. Oh, I like chinchillas. They're so cute. But do you like like them? No, I just like Like, do you like want to marry them? them? <laughs> I love chinchillas. <laughs> okay, so what's our, uh, in our top three this week, we decided we want to bring to you inappropriate foods to eat on a date. Yes. On a, like on a first date. Okay. Inappropriate foods on a first date uh, when you're going home later. I mean, a I steak guess, sandwich. A, yeah. Amelia one time told me that she got it. She was like, when she ended up dating the guy for a long time. We're like, how did the first date go? She goes, it was great. We went to blah, 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 a restaurant. I remember this is years ago. I was like, what did you get? She's like, a steak sandwich. <laughs> I was like, you monster. But it worked. They were together for like five years. Well, look at that. Yeah. Anyway. I would say just a giant to avoid a giant Italian American meal mm. where it's going to be slathered in butter and you're going to feel so full and then you're going to yeah. eat like your veal parm and your garlic bread and your yeah and you're going to be like ooh like totally or really really spicy food like ugly baby up the street from here love it it's absolutely amazing but like that's like some serious pain afterwards some really intense and definitely in the morning after is like a lot of diarrhea yeah so you don't want to do that you don't especially have like your, your first, first yeah. yeah your first adult sleepover and you're like hooking and the up bedroom, in the morning yeah you're if like, you're in new york the bedroom the bathroom is in inside the bedroom. The, yeah in the bedroom and you just have to put a shower curtain with no fan yeah oh and god. you have to flush like a million times oh my god so the diarrhea that makes sound. me not want to date anymore 
just that pooping makes me not want to date. Well, then you get through the first date and then, then, you know, yeah. So go to ugly baby. There you go. You exactly. Wanna, oh, we, you want to find let's out? Flip it on its head. If you really like someone, take them to Ugly Baby and ask them to sleep over. Yeah, Ugly Baby is a very spicy Thai restaurant. It's so I'm amazing. sure if you don't live in New York, you could probably find a really nice spicy Thai restaurant. Exactly. Well, find yeah, find some spicy food. Try it out. Actually, don't. I think another really bad thing um, to eat on a date is clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> clam chowder. New England clam chowder. It's just like, I love it, but it just seems so unsexy. Heavy potatoes, heavy, heavy cream. creamy. It's like sloppy and like slurpity. Clam chowder is for one thing. Coming off the, coming off the ship of the, <laughs> you know, the wayfarer's hand and he comes in and he comes in his boots and he's like, I'm cold because I'm fishing all day and you just need a cup of clam chowder. I love in it. In a bread bowl. I, oh, listen, I could sit here all day and talk to you about things I would eat out of a bread bowl. I would eat clam chowder out of the toilet bowl. I love it. We're bringing, we're open. Uh, Life's a Banquet's going to be opening a restaurant called In a Bread Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> In a Bread Bowl, the Bretton Scott story. And it, yeah. And we'll offer gluten free bread bowls. We'll offer car- <laughs> keto bread bowls. It's just gluten free bread bowls. Like it's melt. just a bowl. It's just <laughs> yes, a regular, bowl. like, ceramic bowl. <laughs> so definitely no clam chowder. Definitely. And I would say, pro- you know, I'm, in all seriousness, don't get ribs. Oh, so you're saying the same token. Get to them and don't early. get them. I think also no ribs. I think ribs is a no. I think just anything that you have to eat with your hands. Yeah. Because you know what? You're nervous. How about beef and broccoli? Uh, with sesame oil or not? But like traditional, like brown sauce, beef, beef and beef and broccoli. Uh, no broccoli burps. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cruciferous, cru- Cruc- cruciferous. Oh, nothing burps. cruciferous. Nothing cruciferous. No Brussels sprouts. Totally. Skip, you know what? First of all, let's interject and just say like, hold off on the Brussels sprouts. I'd say just like, don't eat. Don't eat. Just like, go get a martini. A Have cheese. an olive. Two olives. Let's bring back Perfect. wine bars. Yeah. Wine bars. Cheese plate. Right. Exactly. Skip the suprasada. Has garlic just in it. Just push your salad around your plate and look cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe you're in finance. That's so so surprising. <laughs> uh, wow. So, so what else do you do in the weekends? I don't like me and my friends. We go to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you go to brunch. Perfect. Let's get out of here. <laughs> brunch. Right. Brunch. Uh, she'll have another mosu, please. <laughs> so in case you... <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, also nachos. That's a good second date. After you've already banged, second you know you date. like each other. Yes. And you're like, let's now get right into this. Yeah. Then you're like, let's chow on a plate of nachos. And then mm. you don't care if you stink like onions. I don't, it's not the smell thing for me. I'm not like, oh, I why are people weird about onions? Poor onions, poor onions. I don't care about the smell at all. I'm not like, oh, I don't want to smell like food or this or that. I'm about the feeling in my stomach of like, if I'm, you know, like, you know, moving or, up and down and all around what's going to happen. Why or, do onions move around? No, I'm just saying like the thing I don't want to eat before a date, if I'm planning on having sex is more based on like, I don't want to like, feel sick while I'm having sex or worse if you're like giving, you know, head and then it goes down too far and then you throw So up. <laughs> when you're on a date, you should have a light order of, you should go to a Japanese restaurant. Yeah. And get a seaweed salad. Exactly. And skip the rice and get a couple pieces of maguro mm-hmm. and get a tuna and then We're just skip, having... skip the fried calamari. <laughs> yes. Skip the, f- note skip to the self, fried. skip the fried calamari, but you could bring it back home for a little calamari play. That's right. Put those rings around the old. Uh, <laughs> the new co- the 2008 rings. cock ring is for foodies. Food porn. Yeah, yeah. Calamari cock ring. Calamari cock ring. There's one for Trending, every size. Hashtag calamari cock ring. Yeah. Use the whole tube for really wacky nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's.
that's funny. And of course, you know what? The best thing is, I know we were just talking about the worst things, but don't forget the chocolate cake. You were just oh, talking about, you yeah. know, people love yeah, chocolate that's, cake. That's true. It does kind of... S- or like ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. How could we forget good or, old ice cream? A whole jello mold. Mm-hmm. A whole jello mold. Is oh my different. God. Or sorbet. I tell people a lot of times um, that the scent of um, vanilla, it drives me crazy. And I don't even think a lot of people know that, but it's something about the vanilla that really makes a man um, want to just eat you alive. So I, I wear a lot of vanilla. Or an ice pop. That's very sexy. Oh my God. Go out to dinner. Order the ice pops. For yeah, dessert. Like, uh, Two ice pops, please. Excuse me. Uh, just so you know, if you do decide to get ice pops this evening, uh, uh, we will need to let the kitchen know at least 25 minutes advance so they are properly frozen by the time you finish with your ribeye steaks and garlic That's bread. Really funny. Oh my God. Ice pops at a restaurant. Yeah. That's really good. We at Brucey a couple of years ago, like I guess the year 2014, we did, well, in 2013, we did a Beyonce themed Valentine's Day, which was amazing. And we did all like Beyonce themed food. It was really funny and really cool. But then in 2014, we did a Kim Kardashian themed Valentine's Day, which was also pretty awesome, but it was very sexual, but it was all topped off by an ass shaped ice luge. It was an ice luge shaped like Kim Kardashian's bust and you could drink shots. You poured the tequila or the whatever liquor down the neck hole and then it was come out, it would come out of her tit, out of her nipples, vagina and asshole. So you would have one, two, three people. You could have four, four people. people having one shot. Yeah, it was insane. Now, kudos to the artist on that one. It was the craziest ice luge I've ever seen. I was probably probably cost like five thousand dollars. <laughs> Worth like, every penny. I'd do it again. It was the best twenty five thousand dollars I ever spent, and that's why we no longer have a restaurant. But that's <laughs> yeah. okay. It was worth it. I was like, my bookkeeper was like, Zay, you can either keep the restaurant open or you can have this ice luge. And I was Perfect. like, Perfect ice luge. Done. <laughs> Thank you for making it easy. No brainer. <laughs> well, that's all. Very and that's exciting. how I met my husband. Yes, here he is. <laughs> Hi, Todd. Todd. <laughs> uh, deal breaker. Hang on. You're not with Preston. Uh, in a, this is a fantasy deal breaker. You're not with Preston. You meet a guy, you go on a date with him. You guys mm-hmm. really like each other, but you haven't, you forgot mm-hmm. or you never got his name. You find out it's Todd. I mean, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with Todd? I'm not into a Todd. Why? There's probably, I have plenty of friends named Todd. Listen, if you're a hot Todd out there, hot Toddy, <laughs> if you happen to be a hot Todd listening to this podcast, holler at me. I'm single and I'd like to be proven wrong. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't think I could love a Todd. Well, I mean, you know, it's all, what a, there's so many things. There's so many, it's so hard. You know, Do you feel like just, there's so many Todds in the world? Like, how could I make such a sweeping I like generalization? Names. I get it. I get it. You think Todd is a unique name? No, I'm saying that I wouldn't. I oh, mean, what is it even short for? Toddsworth? Uh, t- Toddington? <laughs> Toddly. Toddler? Oh, Toddly. To- oh, Toddly. Toddly. Toddard. Oh, he's so cute. What should we name him, honey? How about Todd? Todd. It's a good <laughs> one. Mean, whatever. Anyway, do you have any shout outs this week, Breton? Mm, anywhere you went anything you like i haven't gone anywhere isn't that funny it's hilarious yeah very funny um i have a couple okay i went with preston to hanoi house oh, yes, yes. which is in the alphabet city and okay. it was absolutely delicious it's vietnamese it was really like amazing amazingly good the best vietnamese food i've ever had um, it was like a newish kind of place. It wasn't like, you know, a super authentic kind of place like we would go to. And like, for instance, when we get Chinese food in Chinatown, we go to the like 
hole in the walls. It wasn't like that, but it wasn't super hipstery and like, you know, polished was, either. It was yeah. somewhere in the middle. Somewhere it was in the middle. That's nice. It was very chill. The food was unbelievably delicious. Hmm. Um, everyone was very friendly. It was really good. Did you have to get a reservation? No, we waited for like 30 minutes. We oh, went up, we bad. went up to Amaro Margo, which is around the, uh, around the block and, uh, a wonderful, lovely place that I haven't been to in a couple of years. And, uh, we had some Negronis and it was great. And then last night I went to a bar um, called Diamond Reef in Bed-Stuy, which I had never been to. Diamond Reef. I really liked. It was really cute. They had like frozen drinks and like the bartenders were really nice. We got to sit outside and I thought it was chill. I thought it was really cool. That's fun. Yeah. My my shout out again is home. (laughs) That's a good shout out to have. If you like your home. Bobby's beach house. Oh my God. Bobby's house. Bobby was so cute this week. Oh my God. She was so. Bobby is Zara's mother. That's true. But Bobby is Zara's mother, but you wish she was your mother. Um, yeah, you know, Bobby, I'm my best friend's mom, and I wish you were so, mine. So, I guess just to wrap up here, yes, please download, rate, review, subscribe our podcast, and also please go to our Patreon page and give us some money so we can do some stuff. Have some more fabulous information. Have a heart. Have a heart. Don't, yeah. Aren't you bored with these stupid episodes? Don't you want us to do something better? That means yeah. we need money. We need two more producers. We need a video camera. We need a van. We need a... Yeah, we need shirts. I need a facelift. Yeah, Brett yeah. needs a I need razor. A, <laughs> no, <just> yeah. <laughs> implants. Brett needs breast implants. Exactly. They're very expensive these days. But in conclusion, what should we say about food and sex? Like, what, is your, what are your closing arguments? Debate team champion. Well, I would say... First of all, I did bring a cutting board, so don't worry about it. To the house today? I guess to realize that one should explore all options and to realize what makes them feel good and that no matter what you do, as long as you're not putting peanut butter and asking a chinchilla to lick it off, then Mm -hmm. it's mostly safe. Yeah, exactly. If you're having fun with your partner or with yourself, then it's fun. Explore. Go get a dozen oysters. That's it. Go get a dozen oysters with your first date. That's perfect. And if they don't like oysters, then that's okay too. Then you, have, then you then eat a dozen coffee. oysters. Then you eat a dozen oysters. And then see what happens. And then see what happens. And then email us. At life's a banquet show at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And we'll, we will also take pictures and video. So we're cool. Let's get, let's ask our listeners, please email us this week and let us know about your craziest stories of anything you've done food and sex related. And if you want, we'll read them on the air. Yeah. Or just go on our Instagram and push that instant message button, which is easier and faster. And we will get it in vibrate in our pockets. Please. While we're eating a peach at a farmer's market (laughs) and we'll both answer it. Guys, everybody eat a peach this week. Mm hmm. They're Eat almost it, good. Stone fruit. It, lick it, stick it. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, so go ahead. Uh, please email us. We're so happy that you're listening to us. Thanks yes. again. Uh, it's been going wonderfully and we love to hear your stories. Thank you, everybody. Listen, life's a banquet. The rest is just details. <laughs> That's Asta right. la pasta. <laughs> when you were at some of the darkest kind of times in your life, like, could have you ever imagined that your life would have turned out like this? You know what? I, I don't think anyone can when you're in the dark because you don't see the light. You pray that there's an end to it, but you don't see it at the moment. But what I 
will say is I don't regret a moment. I wouldn't change anything that ever happened to me. If I had to redo it, I would not change a thing because it made me the woman that I am. And I tell people, I truly believe God allowed me to go through hell to bless other people. And that's really the purpose of going through things is to help someone. Just like your podcast, this is giving a voice the people who probably don't have a voice and they're able to hear and it can actually change someone's life just one broadcast at a time. And those things are very, very important. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I, I thank God for it. And, I, you know, and I, who knows what my future still holds for me. You know, I have a, a long life to live and hopefully, you know, I get on the big screen one day and <laughs> spread the word <laughs> and the food. Yay, <laughs> that would be great. Bigger. Yeah, but yeah, I don't regret anything. Can you just tell people um, where to find you, like on the internet and maybe the name of your website and your classes and stuff? Yes. My my website is Angels Erotic Solutions. So Angels has an S on it, angelseroticsolutions.com. On my website, it will show you the classes that I offer. I do travel all over the world. Um, I also have a book. I'm an author. The name of my book, Angel Secrets, is only available on e-books on the site. And then I have two DVDs that you can um, purchase as well, hard copies or downloads. Uh, I do have a jewelry line that are all angel-based. They're wings. So pretty much when you wear a wing, it officially makes you a dick connoisseur. Oh, cool. uh, So you're part of the secret society. Um, So that is my website. Then my Instagram and my Twitter is both the same. It's um, Grapefruit Lady One, and my Facebook as Aki Angel. Um, if you want someone to email me, ask me questions, you can always reach me at askaukiangel at gmail dot com, and that is all my information. All of our episodes are recorded right here at Studio Fifty Four at the heart of Fort, Fort Green, Green, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Our rock star, award-winning sound editor and producer is Christine Farrell. I'm Zara Tangora. And I'm Bretton Scott. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.